0: The Twins fall. They had a chance in the ninth inning to tie or win the game. They lose 6-5 to the Red Sox in the series finale. Overall, a very good homestand for the Twins. A couple of tweaks in this game could have given them their sixth straight win. Let's break it all down on today's episode of Locked on Twins. You are locked on Twins. Your daily Minnesota Twins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. And welcome to the Locked On Minnesota Twins podcast. Today is Wednesday, August 31st, and I'm your gracious host, Nash Walker. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet online is where the game starts. Again, this is Nash Walker season three, hosting this podcast on a daily basis, serving season four, writing about the twins at twinsdaily.com. Excuse me. And I'm coming to you after a six, five twins loss in the series finale, tough loss for the twins. Anytime a win winning streak is broken. It's like almost this shock that they lost. How could they lose? They won five in a row. How could they possibly lose? But this one, this one hurt a little bit because they had a chance to win. They had a chance to win their sixth straight, and the the team has kind of had this feeling over the last five where even though they went down five to nothing tonight, you felt like they were going to at least get back into that game, and they did. They got back into it. The bullpen helped them get back into it. Shout out to Trevor McGill for getting out of that that mess in the ninth inning and keeping it a one-run game. Nick Gordon thrown out at third on a double off the wall, trying to stretch it into a triple. Should have just stayed at second in that spot, but... You're not guaranteed anything in Celestino's at-bat. He was on deck. Either way, that's a base running mistake by Nick Gordon. Comes up with another big hit, though. That's another big hit in that spot. And gave the Twins a chance. They're down a run, first and second. Nobody out there in the ninth inning. Two great at-bats. Selly, pretty good at-bat. You know, just to to get bat on ball. He's quick. He's the fastest player in that lineup tonight. So that was helpful. Gets the first. But Gary Sanchez had a really nice at-bat. Barnes couldn't throw a strike. Gary didn't give in first and second, nobody out. And then Louie comes up, and Louie had hit a home run on a, in a nine-pitch at-bat earlier tonight off Michael Waka. He took a he took change-up that I think was his pitch to hit. I think he took an 86-mile-an-hour change-up that, um, I think it was 1-0, maybe it might have been 1-1, that was his pitch, and he took it. And then he swung at a fastball that was kind of tailing in on his hands, and he got jammed a little bit. So that at-bat wasn't, Wasn't great. And what we've seen from Louie when he's been struggling and he's starting to get it going in this series, which is a great sign. That's a great sign. He got, he got going again in this series, but when he's been going through this little rut, that's the problem. He's swinging too much. He's not getting deep enough in counts. Look what happened when he had a nine pitch at bat. He had a home run. It's okay. If he strikes out a little bit more, getting in deeper counts, getting in two strike counts, he's going to strike out a little bit more not a lot more. Usually when he's on his hot streaks, he's not, not striking out. But that at bat was a, a good representation of what we've seen from him over the last couple of weeks, mostly during his struggles, which is swinging at a pitch that wasn't his and popping out to left. Needed to try to move the, the runners over. But, you're, okay, you move on to Carlos Correa. Correa comes up first and second with one out. This is his moment, right? This is his time. He, he hasn't had that, that signature twins moment. If he comes through right here to tie this game or – God forbid, win the game. This is Carlos Correa's moment as a twin. Like, just perfect. Their sixth straight win to get a a half game back of Cleveland. Cleveland lost to the Orioles tonight. Get a half game back in the division. Six in a row. You're going to Chicago. This is it for Carlos Correa. He takes a fastball at 96 right down the middle. Right down the middle. Again, when Correa was going through his struggles last month, when he was going through his struggles, even in the last couple of weeks, he's turned it on more recently, taking pitches and not having the best approach. The approach there should be aggressive. And I know Barnes hadn't thrown strikes, but he threw strikes in Louis at bat. So if I'm Correa, I'm going into the box and I get it. Like you want to see a pitcher two. But I also am thinking to myself, he wants to get ahead. Like he doesn't want to fall behind Carlos Correa, Matt Barnes. Doesn't want to fall behind. He fell behind in multiple counts. He walked Gary Sanchez. Now he's got to face Correa. He doesn't want to fall behind in that count. That that's the thought. In hindsight's it's 2020, it's easy to say that now. But knowing that, you probably know you're going to get a fastball, right? You're going to get a fastball to hit. And when Correa's at his best, when when a lot of twins hitters are at their best, they are aggressive in the zone on fastballs, even if it's on the first pitch of an at-bat. That was his pitch to hit. He could have driven that ball hard somewhere. Those was center cut, 96, not even elevated. Like That was perfect. It was a perfect spot for Correa, and he took it, and then he swung at a pitch, uh, a better pitch, a much better pitch, and grounded into a double play. That was it. That was his chance for his moment in that spot. I did have this thought when he, he looked so frustrated. He looked defeated after grounding into the double play in, in the biggest spot of the game. I had this feeling, like this optimistic feeling. Well, he's not going to let that happen again. And hopefully that's true. Hopefully it's true that he doesn't let that happen again, that he is, you know, thinking through the approach. And I'm not saying he doesn't have an approach. Of course he has an approach there. I don't know better than Carlos Correa in that spot, but that just seemed like an aggressive position for him. Like he should have been more aggressive on the first pitch, got a fastball to hit and it doesn't matter if it's the first pitch. Like that might be the best pitch you see in the at bat. Nevertheless, the Twins battled tonight. Even their losses have been close. Going back to the Houston series, those are technically close games, you know, close losses. Tonight was certainly a close loss. They won 5 out of 6 on this homestand. That's about all you could ask for is sweeping and then winning 2 out of 3 in the other series. They'll go on to Chicago. So much to get to after this word from BetOnline. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Follow all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news and podcasts, including this year's opening week's games. BetOnline is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information. Including live betting, esports, and scores, the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including Major League Baseball, the MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. It's football season, college and pro. Bet online is where the game starts. Twins kept this game close. They went down five to nothing. Looked like a, a surefire loss. And they kept it close. Luis Siraz hit a home run. They battled back. They got outs. They came back in this game and and put themselves in a position to win. They didn't execute, and they didn't win this game. So we're not looking for moral victories at the end of August. I understand that. But it's undeniable that this team is playing much better baseball right now. That they're playing in this little stretch. I know it's just six games, but this is their best stretch of baseball. Their best stretch of baseball since... May, you know, since they went on that run in May, they're they're playing together. I always talk about lining it up. They're lining it up much better. Joe Ryan wasn't his best start tonight. You know, the long ball bit him once again, but they got a bad start and they still offensively were able to score and keep themselves in that game. What we'd seen so much during the the months long below 500 record is is their pitching staff would blow up and the offense also didn't score. Or the offense scored a bunch of runs and the pitching staff would blow up. What we've seen is complementary baseball. We've seen when the pitching staff shows up, for the most part, they're getting good offensive performances as well. And when the pitching staff doesn't show up, they're scoring some runs. When the offense doesn't show up, like in game one of this Red Sox series, their pitching staff's outstanding and they win the game for them. So we're seeing more of that. It could change in a day like that. We saw quickly it flipped the other way. It can change. But I'm I'm confident that they're finally playing their best overall baseball right now. And I think we saw that again tonight. We saw that throughout this series. And these are two teams, the Giants and Red Sox, who had high expectations coming into the season, absolutely had high expectations coming into the season and have disappointed. They're not good teams per se, but they have a lot of good players. The Red Sox specifically. I mean, you saw what Xander Bogarts did tonight. He was exceptional. J.D. Martinez hits a home run. Verdugo's a good player. Rafael Devers is one of the best players in baseball. They have a lot of good players. And they're not easy to beat. I mean, they're they're desperate. They're playing for their lives out there. And I think, for the most part, the Twins stuck it to them. Like, the Red Sox had to earn that win tonight. They had to earn that win. They had to. The, the Twins didn't hand them anything. And they certainly didn't hand the Giants or Red Sox anything in these 6 games. The one game was standing. I mean this I think they played better tonight than they did in that walk-off victory Saturday night. That's the one game that they probably shouldn't have won, but like they had a chance to win tonight and they won 5 out of 6 and that's that's a really good homestand. Like that's a homestand that can push you in the right direction and there's still a game and a half back. I'm not going to sit here and lie and say they didn't miss an opportunity tonight like that was an opportunity to get within a half game of Cleveland with a great walk off when you're getting on the plane to Chicago. But here's the opportunity that lies ahead this weekend. They have another chance. They've so many so many chances in front of them. Here's one this weekend. Chicago has a chance to bring it within 3 games tomorrow. They could bring it within 3 games of the Twins. But at the minimum it's going to be 3 games. They can they can pretty much bury Chicago this weekend. I think with a good series. They can do that that's that's the opportunity in front of them this weekend. They're in the driver's seat against the White Sox. A lot of people, I think, looking at the Sox and thinking it's been done for them for a while. And if it wasn't done back then, it's done now. But the Sox made up a game on both Cleveland and the Twins tonight. So what needs to happen this weekend is if the Twins are going to win this division, what that requires is eliminating Chicago. They won't eliminate them this weekend, but they can do it in, in practice. Like, they can... They can threaten that with a good series this weekend. Two out of three or a sweep. God forbid they sweep the White Sox. If the Sox get swept and Cleveland has you know, a decent weekend, yeah, I think it's over going into September for the White Sox. We've seen crazier things, but this is not a team that's played consistent baseball at all this year. So here are the matchups. It's going to be Sonny Gray and Davis Martin on Friday. Saturday is Tyler Malley and Dylan Cease. Dylan Cease is at a Cy Young caliber season. And Sunday is Dylan Bundy and Lucas Giolito. I think the Twins are in a good spot in this series. I think they clearly have the pitching advantage Friday night with Sonny Gray going against Davis Martin, who's, a, who's in Michael Kopeck's rotation spot because Kopeck is hurt. Saturday, Cease has been amazing, but the Twins get Mally back. And if Mally's back and effective, you know, he gives you a chance to win most times out as well. And then Sunday, Lucas Giolito has the highest DRA in the American League, minimum 100 innings this year. And Dylan Bundy's actually been decent. You know He's been better than Giolito. He's been better than Giolito. You definitely feel good Friday. Uh Saturday, Cease has been so good and he shut down the twins at target field. That'll be a good matchup. And then Sunday, uh Dylan Bundy and, and Lucas Giolito. I think that's advantage twins again. I know Giolito's really talented, but uh has not put it together this year whatsoever. And the stuff is diminished. He's not the same guy. I'm not saying he can't go out there and shut out the twins for seven innings, but I think this weekend series is gonna be uh is another opportunity for the twins. It's another opportunity for them to take advantage of these games. And, and take advantage of the schedule. They have nine left against Chicago. These are three of them in Chicago this weekend. Six of those are on the road. But this would have been, uh, this would have been a really good win for them. I mean, this would have been one of those season-defining, you look back at this moment, like a riser Correa coming through, a Miranda on deck, somebody coming through and having a big moment there. That would have been one that we looked back on. But I do think that there were some really positive things to come out of these six games. This this homestand was necessary. If the Twins would have split this homestand, I think I'm sitting here, as I was after the Astros series, even more so saying, okay, we have to start prepping for this just not, not to happen in September. But instead, they won five out of six. And I'm, I'm instead sitting here, and the one game they lost, they lost 6-5 with the tying run on second base. And... The tying run moving to third. And it was a double play, unfortunately, from Carlos Correa. That's the one game they lost. So this was uh, it was a very good homestand. It was a necessary homestand for where the Twins were at, coming out of Houston, swept by Houston. It was necessary. They need Carlos Correa, as I've said so many times, they need Carlos Correa to come through in some spots, though. And he's had so many moments in his career. In Houston, so many big moments. And I still want to believe that there's a lot of them within him the rest of this year for the Twins. There has to be. There has to be more of those moments within him this year. The one that I can think of that he had was in Cleveland. He had a big home run to take a lead. And then Pagan, of course, blew the lead. And the Twins ended up losing that game. That was the one that I could think of. Uh, that was a five-game series. I believe the Twins had won the first two. And they were going for three in a row. And they they... Blew that game. And Correa had a big moment and they lost. So that's, you don't remember it because they lost the game. But this this type of spot, this is going to happen again. This, I promise you, I promise you, this will happen again for Carlos Correa. And if I have to, if I'm exchanging tonight for two good outcomes in the future, I'm good doing that. Because this is going to be a huge September. And I, I tweeted this out yesterday. This is such a fun time of year to be to have your team in the race because you sense it, you sense it. I'm watching the game on TV. You sense this this feeling of every pitch matters, every inning matters. And I was talking to my friends tonight, and I said, "Hey, a year ago, I was hosting a five day a week podcast on a team that was out of the race since you know June at the at the latest. They might have been out of the the race in May last year. I think many would have argued they were." This is so much better than that. This is this is fun. This is a daily grind. It's a daily anxiety attack for many people to watch these Twins games because they matter. And I think Twins fans, it's an interesting it's an interesting fan base and you know, I have a, a Twitter perception, I have a target field perception, I have like a word of mouth perception, but this is a fan base that shows out for a team that wins. This is a really great fan base when the Twins are good. And when teams are bad, it's hard to have like a lively fan base. It's it's almost impossible to have a lively fan base. You can be hopeful for the future and that's your livelihood, but when it when the Twins are good, it's a great fan base. It's a great fan base period. When the Twins are good, people show up, people are excited, people are hanging on every pitch and it's super fun. It's super fun. And I think this September is going to be really really fun. It might not be I think there's a difference between fun and exciting. I think Maybe it'll be more exciting than fun. Fun would be winning the division. Exciting will be what we'll see, and maybe it'll be exciting and fun, and we'll see a great September, and the Twins will win the division. But these these chances, like these games tonight, it's not the end of the world that they lost this game. They lost one of six at home. It was three or six five. They battled. They came all the way back and almost tied it, almost won. You know, had an opportunity at the winning run on first base. They had they had the opportunity to win all six of these games. It's not the end of the world that they didn't. But if there are more of these chances in September, as we get further and further along in the schedule and weeks go by, we get a week and another week and another week and eventually you have two weeks left and you have a game like tonight, you're going to have to win that game and you're going to feel it. You're going to feel it. I just sense they have eight games against Cleveland. I would be there's no way there's no way that not at least one of those games is tight until the final pitch in the ninth inning. I would bet that that a majority of those eight games will be tight until the final pitch. So take what you felt tonight if you were watching the game, even if you weren't, like it's a 6-5 loss, with first and second, nobody out in the ninth. You could sense the the anticipation of something about to happen. Take that against Cleveland in September when the division's on the line, when the playoffs are on the line. That's, uh, that's going to be... That's going to be something else. I'm I'm really looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to those matchups. I'm looking forward to this weekend against the White Sox. Again, getting Tyler Malley back is so important for them. Not only getting him back, but getting him back and in, in effective. If he's if he comes back and he's the Tyler Malley we know he can be, that's going to be huge for them. I mean, that's a huge boost down the stretch. So I'm just excited to see his name on the probables for Saturday against Dylan Cease. And we'll see how the Twins respond. They got a day off Thursday. They'll be back on Friday. Matt Braun will be on Lockdown Twins Thursday. I know everybody loves Matt. We'll have a conversation about the Twins, about the playoffs, about what they could do in the playoffs, about what we think is going to happen in September. Prospects, everything you're looking for. Matt and I will be uh, sitting down tomorrow talking about that. So I'm really looking forward to that episode. And join me down the stretch wherever you get your podcast. Follow Lockdown Twins on Twitter at Lockdown Twins. Follow me at NashWalker9. Join me for this this stretch run. This is kind of a taste of what we're going to see in September. This is it. That's it for August. August is over. Close the book on August. It's time for September, and it's time for uh, some really tight divisional races, and, and I think the Central could be the closest of them all in the American League. Thanks so much for making Lockdown Twins your first listen every day on the Lockdown Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thanks again. Have a great day. Go Twins. We'll be back Thursday with Matt Braun. Join me then.